This is a War Machine Rhino. What's up? This is TJP. This is the Swingman Johnny Swinger. This is Father James Mitchell. And you're listening to Total Nonstop Analysis. Total Nonstop Analysis. Total Nonstop Analysis. Total Nonstop Analysis, Daddy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Total Nonstop Analysis. I am your host, as always, Carmen Michael, joined here by my friend, my cohort, my co-host, former virgin of TNA Wrestling, KP. KP, we're on week 30 of this journey through old school TNA wrestling of which you had never seen a full episode of before this journey. How's it been so far? It's been very pleasant. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed TNA a lot more than I originally thought I would. I'm, I'm, uh, I've definitely been enjoying this Candino tag team cup as well. We are in the thick of 2005, which pretty much kicks off my favorite era of TNA. This has been a great year for, for TNA, from what I've seen. And of course, we launched our bonus series, Featured Friday, which airs every other Friday. So far, we've done Raven's Asylum Years, as well as AJ Styles' Asylum Years, which just came out this past Friday. We looked at some uh, interesting matchups. AJ taking on Jerry Lynn and low key in a triple threat ladder match for the X division title, as well as AJ taking on the American dream, dusty Rhodes for the NWA championship. And then an interesting matchup with a two out of three falls tables match for control of the tag team championships with abyss. Very unique matches, very different from each other. If you want to hear mine and Davis's take on those matches, go check it out now. Bite-sized episodes. I think it was 30 minutes tops. And with that series, we just kind of get to have fun, do whatever we want. And I can confirm that our next episode will be New Japan Pro Wrestling Stars in TNA. I won't reveal the matchups quite yet. But KP... We're about to get real funky. I can't wait. I can't say I've heard any pleasant things about New Japan in in TNA, so I'm looking forward to this. I will say it's going to be a treat sort of getting away from this early period of TNA and kind of going wherever we want. That's all I will say with that, so... (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned. I see the look you're giving me. You have no idea what that means. And that makes me so happy. (laughs) You're in for a treat, my dude. Got a busy few weeks coming up, especially in my world, new South pro wrestling. Now coming up on July 16th, we have a meet and greet in Gadsden, Alabama. You can come out, Meet me, meet the New South Stars, get an autograph, an exclusive 8x10. This is at the Back 40 Brewing Company, Gadsden, Alabama. The following night, we'll be back in Gadsden at 210 at the tracks, along with AEW Superstar and New South alumni, 
Preston Vance of the Dark Order. And at this show, we will see Preston Vance taking on Derek Neal for the New South Championship. KP, we've got a uh, a potential, well, no longer on BTE, but we've got a potential to see the Dark Order with Humongold in some sort of capacity online. Can you imagine Humongold on Sammy's vlogs or BTE Dark, as it's now called? <laughs> Man, just the possibility is there. Derek Neal is going to have a tough night ahead of him. The following week on the 24th, we will be back in Hartsell, Alabama, Spartman Civic Center with a good friend of mine and yours, KP. That is one Danhausen who will be taking on Suge D. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for that. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan housing of Mr. Danhausen. Uh, but Suge D, especially with Suge D's new uh, heel persona, I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm wondering if uh, Dan Halston will try and pay off Suge D to not have the match like he tried uh, Mike Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one for the ages. And then on the 29th of July, New South will be taking over my other job. So it's like my work coming to my work. And we will be performing the pregame for the Trash Panda baseball team at Toyota Field in Huntsville, Alabama. That's gonna be that's gonna be a huge one. So make your way out to these dates. Come say hey. You know, get an autograph, get your picture, whatever you want. I'm sure KP and Davis will be at many of these. But we're not a New South podcast, although. It, it it does cut it pretty close sometimes. <laughs> but let's get into today's episode in which we are reviewing TNA Impact from September 1st, 2005. This is the semifinals of the Candido Cup Tag Team Tournament in which the winning team will be added to the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Championship match at Unbreakable. The show kicks off with a recap package of the Jarrett, Rhino, and Raven saga. Before we get our opening package and Mike Tanay welcoming us to the next round of the tournament. We get right into it in the Candido Cup semifinal match number one. Sean Waltman and Alex Shelley taking on Conan and Lance Hoyt. This was a decent, albeit short match that never really got off the ground. As Kip James ran down to cause a distraction, allowing Waltman to hit a low blow and an X-Factor face buster on Lance Hoyt to pick up the victory. But my main takeaway from this, could you imagine a one-on-one singles feud with Conan and Sean Waltman? (laughs) It's a match I never knew I wanted, but I would pay good damn money to see. Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. Yeah, this match it just uh, it, it's like you said, it, it never really took off, and I, I was kind of upset about that because I was looking forward to this. But I, I still very much enjoyed the team of Waltman and Shelley. That's a tag team I didn't know I needed. Two of my favorite teams in the tournament. My other team obviously was Sharp Boy and Abyss, which did not last very long. 
<laughs> but Waltman and Shelley advance to the finals. They will take on the winner of the match later on between Chris Saban and Shocker versus Ron the Truth Killings and Sanjay Dutt. Backstage, we see Jeff Jarrett bringing along the franchise Shane Douglas to find BG James and Ron Killings of Three Live Crew and continue this conspiracy theory that he's been having here lately that with the influx of incoming released WWE talent, that the list of TNA stars to be fired is growing longer and longer. He wonders if it's any coincidence that once 3LK reunited, that TNA management put them against each other in the tournament. Conan then approaches and is upset that they weren't there to help him because they were too busy talking to Jarrett. Conan shoes away Jeff, who yells as he walks away for them to think about it. The interesting thing here, Truth and BG seem uh, pretty receptive to hear him out, but Conan isn't buying one second of it. Yeah, Conan doesn't see... uh, Conan sees through all the bullshit and and everything. You can't you can't bullshit Conan. No, not one bit. Not one bit. It is of note though that here we are just a few weeks removed from BG and Conan getting back on the same page that now it seems like we've got a little more friction here. Yeah, see I knew that this wasn't just a, oh, they're going to be friends uh, now and everything's going to be fine. I knew there was more to this. I'm, I'm still calling for uh, BG to turn on them. That is to be determined, but interesting little wrinkle here with old QAnon Jeff Jarrett with his conspiracy theories. We then get singles action as the Fallen Angels, Christopher Daniels, our X-Division champion, takes on friend of the podcast, Shark Boy. I bet. When I saw this, I was like, yeah, Carmen's going to love this match. How could you not? All right. It's got everything you could possibly want. CD and Shark Boy, this is already a classic. And what a classic it was. The two circle around the ring before finally locking up. Shark Boy gets the early advantage with a go-behind hammerlock, but Daniels powers out. The two men are pretty evenly matched to begin with, which leaves Daniels pretty visibly upset. Shark Boy eventually goes for a missile drop kick, which Daniels evades and hits a urinagi, followed by a best moonsault ever, which Shark Boy kicks out of. I, I couldn't believe Shark Boy kicked out of this. I was like, well, is Shark Boy going to win? <laughs> Not a lot of people kick out of the BME. That's one of Daniel's finishing maneuvers. Yeah. And Shark Boy, being the greatest of all time, had the testicular fortitude to kick out. I'm just going to say it. Shark Boy should be X Division champion. He should be added to this triple threat. He really should. Like, Chris Daniels went for the 
for the BME and instead of his usual catchphrase, Sharp Boy was like, oh, shell, no, and kicked out. <laughs> CD was a coward and would not put his title on the line in this match because he knew, he knew Sharp Boy would win this. Daniels sets up for the Angels' wings, but juvenile delinquent AJ Styles makes his way to the ring to distract CD who turns around and gets rolled up by Sharp Boy. And to quote one of the greatest commentators of all time, you may know him from WWE Dynamite, Jim Ross, but he says, Sharp Boy wins! Sharp Boy wins! Sharp Boy wins! Yeah, he, he won- that was a very surprising finish, but what was more surprising was when AJ Styles walked down and asked uh, me, uh, after weeks of, of making fun of everything th- that I enjoy, asked me if he could copy last night's homework before class. That's what it was. I thought he was coming out to ask Christopher Daniels if he had a cigarette. <laughs> he looked exactly like the little preppy uh, bullies from, from high school who would dog every all my music choices but would ask me to copy the, uh, my, my homework before class and be like, yeah, that's... Thanks, Prescott. He really just needs like one of those shell necklaces from the beach. And a, I know a salt, I, I, I was looking for it. I was looking for it. And a salt life sticker on the back of his pickup truck, even though he lives nowhere near the beach. <laughs> that, that's exactly that's the exact look AJ had. He even had the uh, he he was even doing the whole phase where people were doing the whole in between pop collar. They didn't know if they want to pop their collar or just have the collar out. So it's kind of did like a middle thing. It's like the limp collar. Yeah. <laughs> just checking his back pocket for a, a skull ring. <laughs> Looks like uh, every dude I went to high school with. I mean, I mean, literally like AJ looked exactly like someone I would see at my local Taco Bell after school, hanging out in the parking lot. AJ looks like the person that as soon as I pull up to the drive through at Taco Bell, I know my order is not going to be correct. <laughs> oh, God. Because he does. He just looks like a troubled teen. <laughs> AJ just looks like he smells like Phoenix body spray by Axe. <laughs> That's one of the exact fragrance I was thinking. <laughs> oh, God. He, he 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 also looks like he would make fun of me for watching wrestling and talk about how UFC is such a better thing to watch. AJ looks like he would call his mom a bitch for not letting him borrow the BMW. <laughs> oh shit. AJ looks like if you checked his Google search history, you would see the phrase, where do I find the clip? <laughs> Oh, God. AJ looks like the kind of guy that would swear to you that the substitute teacher was hitting on him, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Oh, God. We can go all night, but let's keep it rolling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. In our next Candido Cup semifinals match, we have Chris Sabin and Shocker taking on Ron Killings and Sanjay Dutt. This is our last match to set up the finals. So who is going to advance? Well, if you'll just listen, I'll tell you. 
Chris Saban and Shocker with some more miscommunication in this one, leading to the two arguing mid-ring during the match. But ultimately, Saban gets the win over Dutt with a roll-up and then continues to argue with Shocker while they get their hands raised. A little bit of an uneasy alliance here between these two. Really makes you wonder if they can beat Alex Shelley and Sean Waltman. Yeah, a little, little uneasy. Uh, with the chemistry I saw, I don't, I don't think they're going to be beating Shelley and Waltman. Uh, I'm gonna call Shelley and Waltman to win. Keep in mind, it has been a very long time since I've seen all this, so I am not privy to who wins. But I really want Waltman and Shelley to win this. We'll talk more about Waltman a little later on. After this, we get the alpha male Monty Brown taking on Sonny Siaki along with Apollo. Just right off the bat, you can tell Monty is in a foul mood. He's cockier than usual. He's hitting hard. Not too long into the match, though, Kip James runs to the ring to attack Apollo on the outside but is hit by a top rope plancha from Sonny Siaki. Monty then exits the ring and hits him with a what, KP? A pounce! Ooh, about time. It finally happened. He hits him with a pounce! Yeah. Yeah, mine's nowhere near as good, but I tried. Not like Davis, though. Davis does it too much in the chest. This sounds like a cat in pain. (laughs) But we love you, Davis. Please come back soon. We miss you. Monty then grabs a chair and the ref throws out the match. Monty hits a throat crushing shot with the chair to Siaki before getting Apollo in the ring and double teaming him with James before Lance Hoyt makes the save. The crowd, despite all of his tactics, though, is cheering Monty Brown. The people still love them as Monty. Well, because the people know who to cheer for. Everybody knows uh, Monty Brown's the star. Hashtag, please, Monty, come to New South. Make sure you're using that every post. I want to see Monty Brown and the Haas 2022. 100%. I would love to have this happen. Like, you know, use the hashtag, tag him. Uh, if you know what he does for a living, go find I mean, no, to don't stalk him in real life. <laughs> Don't stalk him, but if you already know him, just maybe maybe chat him up a little bit. Maybe casually drop it every day. Uh, hey, hey, dude, how, how have things been? You doing good? Yeah, yeah. Haven't had any good food lately? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so have you ever heard of this place called New South Wrestling? You know, where all the stars go? Like Rhino and Tommy Dreamer and Preston Vance and Danhausen? And Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Colin Delaney and so many more. And he'll be like, that does sound oddly specific. And they'll say, you know, on the award-winning IWTV streaming service, where they stream every Tuesday night with their weekly television show, hashtag Action Clash. And he'll be like, you know, now that I think about it, I do believe I've seen that hashtag. And that commentator is one handsome man. That's a lot to say to Mr. Monty Brown about coming to New South. I feel like you could just say, hey, Monty, you shouldn't you know, return to wrestling at New South. 
that's the number one way to is get Monty though? to New South. Yes. I feel like that's a bit of an overkill, but maybe it'll work. I don't know. It worked for Sharp Boy. Exactly. It did. If Sharp Boy can come to New South, we can make anything happen, KP. Anything. That's true. Maybe we can get Dan Housen to uh, tell him to come to New South or be cursed. That is a good idea. There we go. That's how we do it. Because, I mean, I, for one, would rather go do something than be cursed. I would not want to be cursed, especially by Dan Housen. Well, you know what? I'm going to call in a favor to Dan Housen. You do that. He is coming back to New South, so I may yeah. have to get you a, a favor him. from him. You tell him he'll be like, he'll be like, he'll, he'll be like, uh, Alpha male brown Monty, uh, come, come to New South or be cursed. Listen here, Alpha man. <laughs> yeah, Alpha man. Yeah. But speaking of very evil people, not sure about how nice we cut backstage to a black and white promo from Father James Mitchell, who says, what could possibly bring the man-beast rhino and my weapon of mass destruction abyss together? It's very simple. The mutual goal to destroy the NWA heavyweight champion Raven in Sabu. You're just another victim. And then we cut to Raven who is casually lounging somewhere backstage as well who says Rhino it is a well known fact that the single greatest hardcore match in history is between me and you and he goes on and on about Sabu being his partner but my main takeaway here is what do you think of these unique promo packages where it's not your typical cookie cutter just standing backstage in front of a wall. These are more artsy. Definitely have a bit of a vision behind them. I was a big fan of these. Yeah. I don't know. With with the pay-per-view coming up soon, I I would think they'd have, uh, they would have, you know, less promos on the, uh, less video promos and more like in ring stuff. It, I thought it was a little odd that they kind of didn't have them do anything in ring or in person uh, over video promos. But uh, I did like a uh, Ravens uh, Raven stuff though. Of course, as always, I'm really digging Ravens promos. I don't know. I, I really dug it. It sets up the match for next week's impact between Abyss and Rhino taking on Raven and Sabu. Yeah, sounds true. Sounds like a great match to me. I'm excited to watch that next week. Uh, also, there's a thing in their promo where, like, if somebody who didn't watch wrestling would just, like, walk in and heard that part, they wouldn't know, like, what the hell was going on. Raven talked about how how uh, uh, Rhino did did something, so then he, uh, he got him back by hitting him with his kitchen sink. I bet somebody would be like, wait, like literally the kitchen sink. And it's like, yeah, yeah. He literally hit him with the kitchen sink. <laughs> I do love that in Raven's mind that the greatest hardcore match of all time was him and Rhino at a WWF show. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I believe, I don't know if I, 
it's a great match. And my favorite part is Rhino goes for a gore on Raven who manages to avoid right at the last second. And Rhino basically inserts himself into a shopping cart. I'm not sure about the greatest hardcore match in history. Cause there's a lot of hardcore matches. That's true. But I will say it is a great match. I've seen a lot of good Raven hardcore matches. I know I've said it before, but that WrestleMania 17 match between him, Kane, and Big Show is legitimately one of my favorite matches of all time. Then I also saw Raven wrestle Terry Funk in Birmingham. Trying to remember. It's probably like 2004, 2005 maybe. I don't know. I was was pretty young. But that that was really cool to see. And with that, it is time for our main event as Chase Stevens of the Naturals, along with Andy Douglas and Jimmy Hart, takes on James Storm, along with his tag team partner, Chris Harris of America's Most Wanted. The two battle to the outside of the ring pretty quickly before going to commercial break. Back from break, we are inside the ring and Chase Stevens is in the tree of woe position but avoids an attack from Storm before hitting a beautiful moonsault on his opponent for a near fall. Stevens hits a floating sunset flip. The Storm rolls through and hits an absolutely gnarly kick to the head for a near fall of his own. Stevens with a very nice Death Valley driver that gets everyone on the outside of the ring on their feet. On the outside of the ring, Douglas and Harris get into a verbal confrontation before both Storm and Stevens hit each other with a super kick at the same time. While the referee is distracted with Jimmy Hart, Chris Harris then pushes an unconscious James Storm onto Chase Stevens to pick up the pinfall victory before quickly closing out the show. That was a fun uh that was a fun uh, singles match. I didn't realize that. Uh, it, you know, you, you usually you don't really expect you don't expect much from you know from tag from tag from uh, tag wrestlers and singles matches. But I think I think this one done good, and it was a pretty neat finish too with him throwing the unconscious body over. Yeah, I did like the double super kick spot, and the fact that you know we had a little bit of. A little bit of trickery from America's Most Wanted. Not something you see a lot. Oh, yeah. A little bit of America's Most Wanted using other tactics. That's interesting. wonder how how this is going to play out in the future. Well, that is the end of the September 1st, 2005 episode of Total Nonstop Action Impacts. What are your initial thoughts, KP? Uh, I thought it was a really good show. Uh, besides, like the opening match, I mean, it it really didn't take off. But other than that, the rest of the matches were pretty good. Uh, all, all of them seemed paced uh, a, a pace pretty good in my opinion as well. My only real negative about the show, I don't know if if you realized it either. It, it, to me, it it seemed like it was the match order was done wrong because it seems like the bigger matches should have like been more off t- toward the end of the show or like had like one of the tag matches close the show, but it was kind of odd having the singles match close the show. And then also having the Raven Jeff Jarrett promo before then. 
I think I, I think it could have been a lot better if they like switched up the order of the matches. Yeah, I can see that. What match would you have in the show? Probably Hanjay Dutt and Truth uh, tag tag match of the Candido Cup. Just because I feel like these are the matches that are like supposed to be the main focus of these imp- of these uh, impacts. I think if I had to reshuffle them, I would put Waltman and Shelley versus Conan and Hoyt at the end. Maybe even Christopher Daniels versus Sharkboy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe a little biased on that one. I mean, I could see it closing because it would make sense because it's a you know it's a main it's an X division title, which is like sometimes ends up taking the spotlight more than the main the main title. So. I can see it. But with that, it is time to reach deep into our mailbag. I've got a question from Danny Gosa, who says, who is the one person that most surprised you that you've become a fan of so far? And I have a feeling you may say Jeff Jarrett. So let's just take him off the table. That would be Shocker. Okay. Okay. What is it about Shocker that sort of intrigues you? Oh, he's just, he's just amazing in the ring. And like before he ever appeared, all I heard was McDonald's jokes. So I thought this guy was going to be a massive joke and not that great. And then I'm like, well, this guy is way better than y'all than the, than he was uh, uh, made out to be. And I'm, I'm really enjoying him. Would you say that this whole process of becoming a fan of his shocked you? Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> a very shocking turn of events. <laughs> For me, I think the person that I least expected to go into this and become a huge fan of again is Sean Waltman. Yeah. yeah I mentioned he's one, of, one of them for me, too. I mentioned earlier how we'd come back to Sean Waltman. He's someone, not that I've ever really hated. But just growing up watching him, I didn't appreciate him as much. Kind of like Jerry Lynn. I didn't give quite the amount of appreciation for. But now that I'm older, now that I'm in the business, and I'll watch him, I'm like, this dude was so good. Like, I feel like Waltman is very underrated. I'm loving his work so far in TNA. Makes me want to go back and watch more of his matches, which I know I will. Maybe sometime in the future, you know, we can do a further deep dive into some of his stuff. Maybe off air. Who knows? But it's something that I really want to do. Yeah, I'd be down to do that for sure. KP, I believe you have a question for us as well. I do. I do. This comes from James Fillmore. James Fillmore says, what four talent?" from New South would you like to see thrown in to TNA 2005 oh god <laughs> yeah for taking the stars as they are today and putting yeah. them in 2005 that's what we're doing yeah I've got to see Cabana Man Dan and Sharboy as a tag team that's oh, yeah. got to happen yep. we got a little taste of that at New South we did you got to put Kevin Ryan and Talladega Knights in there just for oh. the X Division action. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is hard. 
it's hard narrowing them down because I'd like to see it a really lot is. of them. It really is. I, I'm torn between either Suge D or Sean Christopher. Yeah. But let's say Sean Christopher, and as a bonus, I would like to replace red shirt and black shirt security from the asylum years of TNA with Big Dave security and management, securing and managing since 99. <laughs> Great answers. Great answers. I, what about you? I could definitely see Big Dave in TNA 2005 and doing just fine. Hmm. Uh, I, I would definitely go with Shug D for sure. Probably Shug D... You took my tag team, but I'm going to go ahead and use them anyway. Talladega Knights. I think Donnie Janela would do really good in 2005 TNA as well. So I'd go with him. And I think Baby Dragon would also be a good one. I feel the crowd, the crowd would really get behind him. Aaron Wade. Yeah. Dude, just you saying that makes me think of Imagine... If we had someone like Brett Eisen in the ring with Samoa Joe, 2005. Yeah. yeah. Or say like a Jaden Newman in the ring with like an Alex Shelley. Oh. Bruh. And if y'all aren't familiar with these people, I know a lot of our listeners are familiar with the Southern independent scene, but if y'all don't know these names, check them out. IWTV. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. It's a lot better than that other wrestling streaming service that you can find. So much talent on the independent scene, especially here in the South. Could not recommend it enough. Not saying that just because I worked for New South. Like New South, Action Wrestling, TWE, Southern Underground Pro. So many great great promotions down here in the south just check them out maybe you'll find a new favorite wrestler 100 percent couldn't agree more new south is where it's at and if you do get an iwtv subscription be sure to use the code new south all one word that would help us out tremendously help me out tremendously but with that we've kept the people waiting long enough kp it is our civil duty It is our responsibility as wrestling journalists and scientists. We have to give the people the stone-cold data here. It's all on us. It's a hell of a responsibility. It is. But, But was the September 1st, 2005 episode of TNA Impact, TN Amazing, TN a T N T N acceptable or T N awful. I am going to go with T N A. Like I said before, a lot of really great matchups. The only really real problem I had with this show would be the promo with Raven and Rhino. And but like Carmen said, it, it was a good way to build up next week's impact. And then my only other issue would be the, the order of the matches. But other than that, everything was great. 
for me, not a bad show whatsoever. There's not a lot of complaints I have with it. But at the same time, there's nothing to really ride home about. It wasn't a great episode by any means. It's just kind of smack dab in the middle for me. I wasn't offended by it. But at the same time, I wasn't, you know, just so gleeful that I watched it. So for me, I am going to go right in the middle. A T in. Not too shabby, though. Next week, we'll be covering the September 8th edition of Impact Wrestling, where we will see the finals of the Candido Cup. The following week, we will be covering TNA Unbreakable 2005, which includes a rather notorious match between Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles for the X Division Championship. We've also got a featured Friday on the way with New Japan stars that you'll uh, definitely want to see because going a little abstract with this one. But as always, you can find all of our social media links in the description below. Check out our merch site, storefrontier.com slash total nonstop analysis, where you can pick up all kinds of different designs. And thank you so much for listening. It's a joy doing this. We are 30 episodes in, not counting our bonus episodes. And I'm really enjoying myself. What about you, KP? Oh, for sure. I, I can't. I can't wait to see more of these matches, especially the New Japan stuff. I'm interested to see what you're gonna what you're gonna pull out. Well, you know what they say about my pullout game, KP. <laughs> no, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, <laughs> there's no topping that. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week on Total Nonstop analysis.